like main blanket theme is this is the year everything changes. All of it. I mean, astrologically, just on paper, in the stars, it's all changing. And then the energetics that come with that is completely shifting what we've seen at this point within our collective. Welcome to the Raw and Wild Hearts, a place where the raw, the unfiltered, the wild hearts gather to celebrate triumphs and hardships, learn from each other, grow together, and break down a culture rooted in fear. We will talk, we will laugh, and we will lean on each other about everyday life experiences that we could all use a little support through, and then we'll bask in the wild, magical beings that we are. My philosophy is that by embracing the dark, we may just let in the light. I am your host, Lori Rising, healer, educator, writer, adventurer, retreat leader, birth defender, and animal enthusiast and activist. Along with my wild heart sidekick, Kitty, Jesus the Brave, we'd like to invite you to get excited about the wild heart revolution. I'm so blessed to be here with you, Kelsey, and, um, be doing like dropping into the huge energies, the massive changes and evolutions that we are going through in 2023. So I just want to tell everybody who's coming on live or who's listening later, we have the fabulous, the amazing, the gorgeous (laughs) astrologer, extraordinaire embodiment guide. And one of my favorite fiery persons, Kelsey Isis. Hello, Kelsey. Thank you. That was a beautiful introduction. I appreciate you. I am so excited to be here and being in this astrology, just like prepping even for this conversation. I am lit up and there is so much coming through. Like, Ooh, ooh, I'm just excited to jump right in. Cause I know we have so much to talk about. So much. This year is going to change everything. I'm wow. I'm kind of astonished and super excited. You know, I was feeling into it before we got here and what kept coming through is it's the fruits of our light labor. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've been putting in the work and those of us that have made this our like full-time job, we feel the results. Um, yes. even while we're going through the density, right. We're going to be talking about Pluto tonight for sure. And that has been really just, you know, it destroys in order to rebuild. And we've been going through that while we've been holding this really high timeline because we have like made it our life's work. Um, but I feel like this year is when there's going to be form to what we've been creating, what we've been innovating, what we've been holding in that light accessibility, that light being, that light, that light self that we are in the physical reality. And there's so much to get into with that, but let's just talk a little bit about themes because that's one of my themes for where we're going. Absolutely. Um, I, my like main blanket theme is this is the year everything changes all of it. I mean, astrologically, just on paper in the stars, it's all changing. And then the energetics that come with that is completely shifting what we've seen at this point within our collective. And it's the fact that like 
we have been doing this work to kind of understand. And yes, people are all over, you know, the ascension process and that's really beautiful, but it's bringing power to the people. It's bringing this divine mother and this divine, like father masculine energy coming into balance. Cause it's where spiritual and, you know, science and like the physicality of things and the metaphysical of things are coming into harmony. And we're going to talk about all these details as to like, why, because it shows up in so many different transits that I see. And like this spiritual remembrance, like we're, I feel like all the things just got unlocked. It's like, we got cracked open because we've been doing the work and clearing our shadows and going through all of that, that it's shaken everything up to the surface. Hello, um, South Node and Scorpio, like special and Pluto since 2008, like we're shaking all of this energetics to really step forward. Um, what was another one? I was really feeling passion, huge, like this rebirth and expansive, like energetic. And I know we're going to talk into like the numerology of the year too, because I feel like there's a lot of themes that even just go with that piece. Um, so I um, yeah, I'm excited. I don't know if I'm going to get ahead of myself, but <laughs> yeah, I agree with the consciousness jump. I feel like that's what yeah. you said, right? Um, the consciousness jump th- like through the normalization of our alignment for sure. Mm-hmm. And what I mm-hmm. keep coming back to, especially because we're at the tail end of this huge retrograde period, right? Where yeah. people are, they're tired. We get exhausted, especially because Mars has hit us so hard in this retrograde for the last few months. Right. And then yeah. when we've got Mercury in retrograde, which we very much experienced tonight, but that's the ruler of the Mars retrograde in Gemini, you know, I, I keep coming up with this energy that we're we're transforming ourselves into our soul's language out of the learned language, like literally the learned words that have taken us on the linear path that we've gone through. And so I keep coming into this, um, we're accelerating by transcending time. I feel like we're really pulling out of the time construct and not just pulling out of it, not just saying, oh, we're timeless, like truly understanding it, like feeling the results that happen when we unplug in that place of power. Mm. Right. Yes. I love that. And I've been talking so much into this idea and concept around like, you know, time's an illusion. We created it. It's a concept, you know, like blah, blah, blah. We've, we've kind of always said this. And if anyone even touches astrology a little, you know, to know that like Saturn's been here mixing it up and then Pluto with that Saturn rulership and Capricorn, it's been dissolving. And, you know, it's like, oh, time really flies or, oh, that took forever. You know, we've been in this back and forth of polarity and it's almost like, this year coming up is really this full disconnect. And I really felt it even like the 25th of December, like it was coming. And with this retrograde period that showed up with Mercury, it was really like, okay, we're disconnecting this timeline. It's like, I had a physical experience with like my avatar, essentially like going offline to get then rebooted. And since then, like, that's another big theme for me. Like what even is real? because we're kind of just making that part up as we go. And there's this acceleration, just as you mentioned and spoke into, that's really happening. But then we have the power and the ability to also take these moments 
and zoom in and slow down. Like we now have the power in our hands to imprint this reality that we're choosing because of the amount of consciousness that's available now on the planet. Yeah. And I feel like when you're talking about how your avatar just kind of like unplugged and then reset, rebirth, like replugged back in the readings that I've been giving lately, they're very much the retrograde energy of people are like, I'm stuck. I, you know, and I feel like that stuck energy comes especially towards the middle and end of the retrograde periods where we, we feel like we need to produce. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, we're invited into this long period of rest and excavation and quiet and, you know, questioning and observing in order to actually leap forward. But when we bypass you know, the shadow that's really wanting to be excavated and come up when we bypass that and just keep trying to produce like above that, then it actually takes more time to get to wherever we're going. So it's almost yeah. this illusion, but it's the actual reality of the time unfolding that we've never really gotten to experience. And I feel like that is really what we're going to be experiencing in 2023. It feels like people are ready to break through this investment in scarcity. It's like, when I say investments, it's like investment of time, investment of money, investment of, you know, expertise, and people are ready to break out of that. Like they're ready to leave the job that they've been at for 40 years. Absolutely. Cause they're like, I can't take it anymore. And that's where I feel like, I don't know if I'm, I'm really tapping into, I hope that I'm creating this thread of what the energy feels like to me and how powerful it is in this transformation, because it's almost like words can't even do it justice. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's, going to really continue to unfold in this conversation that we have and and really create this tapestry of understanding and why how how it's all playing out because the transits are are helping us to actually touch these new energies and really create this new individualism that we all are like right here on right you know like the the line is there and that's it that's the the leaving the job or the relationship or the thing that you were stuck in for so long because there was this storyline or this guilt and all of that has been eradicated and we have this new sense of identity and ownership because we're releasing the identity and the ownership we thought around the life that we've created and this has shown up in my own life already in these first couple days so much that I'm like, Ooh, this is going to be a wild ride. And I'm, I'm here. I'm showing up. This is exciting. <laughs> Holy wow. That's why I'm like, just everything is changing. Everything is changing. I'm like, hmm, let's go baby. I'm ready. <laughs> yes, queen. And you had quite the kickoff. I'm going to say, because you were in Egypt, <laughs> you were in Egypt for the huge winter solstice portal. I'm just going to say from the opening, which is the 1212 door, the door that opens up for where we're going in the winter solstice portal from that door to the portal, my app, my space weather app was going off. Yeah, like the solar yep. flares, the geomagnetic yep. conditions, the, you know, the, the, the earth's heartbeat going offline and shifting and rebirthing. It was wild. <laughs> and like, just tell us a little bit about how it was to be in Egypt during this major, major energetic shift on the planet. Absolutely. It 
was life-changing. I kept calling it my moment of soul retrieval um, because I came into a deep remembrance within the earth. I often refer to it as like the ancient future and, you know, Egypt and like ancient Kemet really feels that way when you go, when you step into that earth. And I was there for 1212 through 1221. Like I went a few days before 1212 to really like set up that energetic and be there for the entire portal. And honestly, I have been once before. So it was really amazing to like go back and already feel my grids and then feel the changes that were coming through and be able to do the grid work and the light work that already was like laying the frequency and then having all that solar energy come in. And that's where I really felt that balance, which I touched on a little bit, like this divine fatherly masculine and kind of this like motherly energy because there were this this two very distinct like supportive energies that came through because we were birthing in the new Christed light the consciousness and like between that's shown in so many temples you know like the light of Horus Amun-Ra and to be there for the solstice and the alignment where there's seven gates so we're going to talk about the seven numerology and that's a big thing. I even wore my gate necklace that I got from there um, to bring the energy in for this talk as well. Um, because they always had gates of seven that you went through and you got closer and closer to God, to spirit, to the energetic that laid within the divine. And when the sun aligns, it sits on the altar still perfectly after millennia. And people take this whole pilgrimage there. So I could feel the ancient wisdom waking up in the earth, the sun activating all of these codes, because again, all those storms were lighting up that like some days the energy was so intense. My body was filled with electricity and I was like having trouble moving and walking and like sleep. That's cute. I didn't really get any um, <laughs> because everything was just so alive all the time. And so it was wild to kind of run off of light frequency consistently. And that's the work that we're doing. And I felt it like I didn't need to sleep as much. I only ate like one and a half, maybe two meals a day. And the sun and the codes and the light and the work doing the work was sustaining my entire body that I was like, okay, I'm ready. This wants to birth through me. It's nourishing me. It was literally filling my gut cup, the Holy grail, the chalice. And I just am so excited to be able to like share that and now bring this frequency home and encode it to these conversations and draw more pieces because, you know, not all of the, the puzzle pieces have come together yet. And so I'm just so excited for that to continue to unfold. Yes, I am so excited to be a recipient of your light <laughs> that is coming through. But that takes me to another one of my themes is that I feel like this year, the belief is going to be so much greater in our living from light frequency and energy, right? Um, I just recently put out a podcast and I was kind of like, should I put this out? That said, you do not need plant medicine. You and I have talked about this. Oh yeah. And it's because like, honestly, our cells are becoming so much light that anything that we sleep, food, substances, anything that we used to consume we feel at such a higher like frequency, a higher rate. And so immediately that we have to realize that our entire DNA has shifted. And this is where I feel like the masses 
are going to make this transformation because really when the belief comes around, when people start really feeling the results, that's when the belief elevates. And when the belief elevates, it's the, it's the narrative, it's the Mm -hmm. narrative of the culture. And that I feel like is going to go through a major shift this year in 2023. I absolutely agree. Absolutely. And it's, written in the stars, you know, like the energy is already propelled. It's been set up and now the planets are just going to continue to do their thing. And it's going to lay this beautiful foundation for unveiling all of these new upgrades, all of this new DNA activation and how that meets with our spirituality, with our entirety of multidimensional light beings. And yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we're going to do our thing. Cause that's what we now yeah. know is this is a full co-creative process. 100%. And so when we get into, and I wanted to talk about this as the planets go direct, um, as of January 23rd, Uranus stations direct the 22nd. Yes. And that's why I keep saying like, stay soft right now, stay in that quiet and listen to what's coming through. Cause when that happens, You've got to have the skills. You've got Mm -hmm. to get into alignment or you can go right into overwhelm because the energies will accelerate so fast that when we know how to get into alignment, when we have the communities, the people, right? The skills, the practices, the nature, like when we have those true beliefs within us that those tools can take us to such a higher frequency, then we work with the planets. So it becomes less about how the astrology changes things, but how the astrology works with us and we create the realities, right? Yeah. And that's where like a keyword for that for me has been imprinting, you know, like we're doing the co-creation. It's not necessarily like one has to create the other, you know, we are then also putting you know, like we're taking our power back. We're not just humans on the earth, like just playing the game, right? You know, like we're actually divinity creating this entire process. And that's why working with it, talking to the planets, talking, you know, to your spirit guides, you know, your higher self, all of this, the the plants, the animals, all of it gets to create this abundance of where we're going. And so much of that is depicted within a couple of the the major outer planet transits that are happening this year as well, because it's really going to highlight a shifting out of kind of this dogma energy into this co-creative spiritual experience and how that branches out into our entire collective as a network, you know, people to people, interpersonal and with the planet Earth herself. Yes, that feels good. I just love hearing it as an experience. I think when we really marinate in that energy of life being an experience, it just that automatically transforms it into this beautiful place of sovereign truth and light that we get to be and we get to share in the world. So let's dive in. Let us dive in. It's so good. We're just going to touch on the numerology real quick before we really get into, I want to get into Pluto. I want to get into Saturn and I want to get into the nodal shift and the eclipses of this year. But I feel like the numerology is super important because it's a seven year the, we have five new moons in a row at one degree. We've got Uh seven full moons in a row at 16 degrees and Pluto is going into Aquarius not once, not twice, not three times, but four (laughs) times a lady at zero degrees this year. So anything you want to share about those, those, uh, significant places. I also 
want to add that we have another for um, retrograde of Mercury, which we did this year as well. Usually like we often only have three. Um, so it's interesting, these re repetitions that are showing up and especially zero degrees of anything is always the most potent. And so the fact that we're getting it over and over and over again is really like, again, this year is like, I am here to share this energy. Who is ready? The willing and able hearts are, it's all available to tap in. And this year of seven is so potent in like the cosmic, again, remembrance of where we came from, who we are. And the fact that we are co-creating this, because like we have Ursa Major, which is the Big Dipper, right? And that connection with the seven Hathors, the seven Palladian sisters or stars, and the seven gates, as I mentioned, um, you have seven chakras in the body, right? We're going through this connection between the physical and the spiritual and that direction that our higher self is driving. Also the seventh card in tarot is the chariot. And so the chariot is driven by the phoenixes or the, you know, horses, the unicorns, you know, it's depicted even sphinx, uh, sphinx. It's depicted in so many different ways because it's creating this forward movement, this forward energy and bringing that spiritual side together. And all of these very potent degrees are going to help usher in the, the power that's behind all of this energy. It, it almost like opens up bigger portal energies for this to come through and really be embodied and activated within our lives. Well, right. And no matter what, anything that we practice, we become masters at, you know, we've been sold this BS of like this expert narrative or failure. Right. And so then we give up before we even like give ourselves a little space to be in that, that energy of practice. But when yeah. we practice anything, we are amazing. We are so powerful. And that's why I keep coming back to this major belief system shift. Like, I, I don't know where I wrote it, but I wrote out like this whole thing, like where, when we feel the new earth results, we increase our capacity of creation and innovation, which is coming with Pluto and Aquarius. Mm -hmm. And that brings more belief in the peoples, right? In the humans, in yep. their hearts and their cells. And when your cells know something as truth, that's when the miracles happen. That's when the reality happens that we've never experienced before. I mean, miracles are real, but we've oh, yeah. always seen them as outside of ourselves. And we are here to make miracles happen. And I see that coming in as well, especially with Saturn and Pisces. Yes. So let's talk about, let's get to Pluto in Aquarius. Cause I, I don't know. It feels like this is probably Pluto is always like, yeah. it's the big one. Let's just get to the point. It totally is. <laughs> Well, and I love that you're here because you are like one of my favorite Cappies. You're a Capricorn mama and, you know, Capricorn has really been basically dismantling, destroying the foundations that have ran for too long off of imbalance and power, like top down power over, you know, money greed. And so now like those foundations have got wide enough cracks that we're starting to dip our toe into a new energy. So I'm going to let you like blast off with that a little bit here. Okay. Yay. Cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, Pluto goes into Aquarius March 23rd and like March is a big month um, for sure. And it's Cardinal Capricorn energy, just as you said, it's been 
in this Capricorn transit since 2008. So anyone listening to this, reflect on your life. Like what has been major themes that have been changing and crumbling and poking at you to get your attention since then? Like what shadows, what aspects have been in there and been like, hey, this has got to change. Cause I know I've deeply reflected on some big ones personally for me. And we had all those squares to Uranus in here with that. Like, whoo, we've been cracking our entire foundation, like crumbling parts of it. Some of it's still dismantling because I always like to share with people, the end of any sign also is really intense. So Capricorn, if we're seeing it as the mountain, we're the goat at the top. It's the steepest point right now until we get to March when it shifts. And so we're still changing and it's going to be quantum quick, especially after Mars goes direct on the 12th of this month. So like kind of see that change that's coming within this two month period after that, right. Of where these remembrances are still like, Hey, Hey, what about this? It's like, I have an, one more piece. There's another piece. And then we're going to shift over to this fixed air sign. Um, and really have evolutionary visions wake up in what we have seen as the basis of our collective experience. Um, it's where do we shift through the future and create space for spirit within that Aquarius, right? Like Aquarius always wants to dip its toe in the spiritual, but still understand things on what we would term like a scientific level as well. If we need to put like words to it, that doesn't quite encompass all of the energy, but it is that both and of really creating a, a collaboration in that space, but we're here like Pluto already wants to liberate. And that's exactly what Aquarius is coming in to do. It wants to activate, liberate and accelerate, right? All of these energies so that we can make a change for creating community together. And where do we get to actually imp incorporate the no the gnosis that we have had that is bigger than our experience and bring that to what we've already touched on and being in that that beautiful space of this is what reality can look like this is the dream life that we've all wanted to have and the miracles that we've thought are outside of us because that actually gets created right here just as like a little bit of history because it's created the last couple times Pluto has been in Aquarius, it has made huge rifts. It's rebellious energy that propels us forward. And I do have a couple of dates because it's just like fun to share. So people can kind of have an idea of the energy, like from 1777 to 1798, we had the French revolution, the industrial revolution and the first telescope that like saw a planet outside. So like, can you imagine, right? Like, holy, wow, there's, there's life beyond us. And if you take it back the time before that, it was 1532 to 1553. And Copernicus pu published that we actually revolved around the sun, not that the sun revolved around us. So again, like Pluto and Aquarius is here to be like, so we thought we knew, you know, like, oh, the people that are like, there's no life past earth. We're about to find out like on a real level that there is, you know, like people are going to start waking up to the fact that we've kind of been put into a earth box and thought that this was it. And it's about to get so much bigger than what a lot of people have been perceived to believe. And that's where that miracles and the magic becomes 
so much part a part of our everyday reality. Um, and how do we all contribute to the whole? Like Aquarius also keeps our individuality, but how does it create a humanitarian aspect of joining us together? And that's where that collaboration in community is really coming from, to know I am a unique fingerprint, but I'm part of the same hand that we're all part of, right? You know, like there is a really beautiful space that can go in that to create change, but doing it in a way that's supportive to our experience. Yeah. And I mean, we have been spending deep time, especially I feel like in these retrograde periods of rebirthing our communities, like mm-hmm. what, what, how, how does our community feel? Like what's the frequency that we want to be in? And that's where I keep talking about unplugging in power, right? Instead of staying in sacrifice, which is what we learned for so long. And it kept us dim. It kept us limited when we realized that when we can unplug in power, have love, no matter what, like you rise up into that unity consciousness and you have love. And then you magnetize these people that lift you up. Like in our higher technology, right? Like the way that you and I, and everybody who's on here on live right now, we are all joining in together. We're feeling this light. We're getting excited. I'm excited. Right. (laughs) And like, it's, it's the life force energy is bubbling up in us. I was saying on, I think on my email about this, I was like, this is the new earth party. When we come together and share light, like ourselves, this is the natural high that we were meant to come here and experience. Mm -hmm. And we just came in to so much density for so many generations that, you know, we were drawn to trying to escape this reality. And this is the reality that we like become alive in. We grow, you know, the seeds of creation of who we are. And so as you know, it's important to note that Pluto's um, passing by the zero degree in Aquarius four times, Um, but this is just, I believe I'm pretty sure I got this right from, um, March to June. And then Mm -hmm. in June, it goes back to Capricorn. Yeah. Yeah. And so Pluto doesn't go into Aquarius for good until 2024 until 2044. So for 20 years and y'all Pluto has been in Capricorn for, I think 16, So just to know, like, we're going to have such a beautiful time. Like it's going to be, there's, there's intensity, no matter what, like we, we are in intensity, right. And like the more that we learn to unplug and find our alignment, find our quiet, then we can actually still function really well and create while the intensity is still happening around us. Right. And so, um, I think it's important to know, like we're dipping into this zero degrees and in zero degrees is where it's the unknown possibilities, right? One degree is where we go really into the rebirth and the new beginnings of what, what's being, you know, starting to grow from those possibilities. And I keep talking to people about living from this place of every day, waking up with infinite possibilities with like being limitless. And I feel like that's what we're finally understanding on a re reality level, right. On a 3d level, we're finally starting to grasp that concept where we can live it. Yeah. I, I think that's really beautiful because it, it it's taken this process that we've been going through. Really. I would feel like all of this Pluto transit to really get to that point of understanding how that gets to be real, you know, like working through the, our, the 
hemispheres of the brain to really wrap our mind around what that even feels like, you know, that's the embodiment part of it. Because again, like we have worked with so much density and trauma and karmic this and all of that, that that's really been pulled up for us also at this time to help us do this work so that we can be in this new space of understanding how to go deeper, how to reach farther, how to actually understand and make this our current reality. And a big part of this that's also coming through for, for me is Aquarius is also the ruler of like DNA and all of those upgrades that we're going through. And we've kind of like gotten a little taste of this already. Like we've been doing, again, we've been doing the work. We've been putting in the light work as we've transcended this density. And so we're gonna see so much more of that be wildly available and just easier, honestly. Like, yes, we've put in the foundation, but Pluto shifting into Aquarius is also like, oh, okay, here you go. You know, like here is an amplified energetic where it is infinitely possible to recode our bodies, to be the miraculous healing machines that they are. We're just now, again, wrapping our mind around it, as you said, to remember how to actually tap into that magic because it's all right here. And, you know, that's what I also feel from it is like our long-term memories have been, are being unlocked. And like, that's a huge Pluto and Aquarius energy for me is like that it's the time capsule that's been living in all of our hearts, right? And it's open and this will just let it all out. So we're like, oh, right, okay. That's everything that like was kind of right there and I couldn't fully touch it yet. And I, I, I knew, I knew, and now I'm having this aha moment and I'm putting it on and this, this is my power. And that is so liberating. As you said, like that word stuck out to me while you were speaking for sure. It's one of my favorites just in life, but it does feel so potent for 2023 right now. And of course there's going to be things going on in the world because yes, Aquarius also likes to shake things up, right? And Pluto, so that's weather, weather is, you know, potentially going to go to different extremes. We're kind of, again, already seeing it. And it's knowing how to navigate those changes and not get into a fear response because of all this magic that's getting released within our vessels. Yeah. Like we are the science. Absolutely. I mean, I really, I really feel like that's being revealed. <laughs> like yeah, it's, for sure. <laughs> it's being revealed how we actually have the highest technology of science that is possible and it's being activated, which is beautiful. And also, you know, your um, Aquarius is all about freedom, yes. right? So it just feels like this this freedom in living, this freedom in our experience. Finally, the, yeah, the freedom <laughs> in being human. But I also wanted to highlight real quick that you know this is about the shift in power, right? Because okay. if you look at um, like Capricorn, it's it's the structure, and then you look at Aquarius, it's the people right? Mm -hmm. Capricorn is the systems, the linear systems that have been built from an imbalance of power from, you know, the greed of money and things like that. And uh, Aquarius is about 
humanity. It's a humanitarian science. So it's about being sovereign in our agency and how do we actually create balance and harmony out in the collective. And this is a, I actually want to bring this up real quick because I feel like it's a really powerful example for especially people listening of how we just actually, a lot of us witnessed this happen on, I don't know, international TV last night, at least national TV. Um, and I don't know if you heard about the football player that was injured during that had a cardiac arrest during, uh, the football game last night. So listen, this, uh, first of all, we're holding him and his family in our warmth, our care, our healing light, because I want to actually point out how this is so different. And we watched how different it is. Now the transformation was like literally before our eyes, number one, and this is going to come in with Saturn and Pisces is he was on the ground for nine minutes, getting CPR. Everyone around there stopped. They held him in prayer. They held him in light and he is still with us. That is no coincidence. That is how powerful I'm getting like a yes right now. That's how powerful we are. And this is where we're moving in our healing light in our healing frequency. And when we practice it and when we get on that mass scale, I mean, this was being broadcast on TVs everywhere, right? So people all over the world, I'm sure were holding this person and like literally creating healing for him. And it's the first time that the powers that be actually didn't like, I don't want to say get their way. Cause I I'm not here to say what they wanted to do, but if they were going to follow the money, they would have kept the game going. And when they had, they told the players to start warming up for five minutes before they were going to start the game, the players didn't budge. They were, they were with their teammate. They were with him. They were holding him in their light. They weren't even thinking about doing what these powers that be told them to do. And they all stayed in that frequency and that frequency emanated out. And I'm going to come back to the quoting of the powers that be, you know, who were running how this went down, followed that energy and they suspended the game and it's not even come back onto the table yet. So I just wanted to share how we literally watched this unfold, these huge transformations that are becoming a reality more and more, the more we all tap in, the more we practice, the more we believe, right? So I hope that was a helpful, helpful example. And just by sharing it here, we're holding more light for him. His name is Damar Hamlin and we're holding more light around him. And there's plenty of people that are hurting right now that need our healing light. So the more that we become the healers, the innate healers that we are for each other in Aquarius, which is for Mm -hmm. humanity and use our higher technology, the more we're not going to need those systems and those, you know, those, those, Hmm. I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just going to say those systems, you know, the, the, those yes. things that cause side effects and they cause us to be disconnected and, and unwell when we can live from this kind of healing frequency and help each other in this way. Like what, like how far could we go? It's limitless. It's incredible. Absolutely. I really appreciate that you shared that because it's a beautiful example of how our power grows exponentially when we connect, you know, two people in a room, it's only so far, four people, six people, a hundred people, 
and that's the thing. It doesn't have to necessarily be in a room. You know what I mean? But that's kind of the, the yogi adage is, is that it, it expands it to infinity and you can reach so much more. And so if we're just collectively putting in this intention that we all get healed and we're leasing from that, that fear and the programming of, again, being told how we need to respond or what we need to do, that's where we really create this major change that's coming for the world. And it can beautifully affect and touch each one of our lives. And when we need the support, like that's, the support has been so big. Like I've even, I've been laying foundation in my own life for that, but that's a huge theme of 2023 is us coming together and being like, no more division. We can do this together. And that's something I really loved about having our North node in Taurus for this time is we're getting into those roots. We're coming back together and like ancient tribes all live together. There wasn't this expansive disconnect, right? Like there wasn't the internet, there wasn't telephones, there were cars. It, it, we all stuck together and healed and lived and co-created as a community. And now we can reach across the entire globe and all do that together because we've added bits of technology in with the magic that lives within our nervous system so that we can co-create together in unity. And I'm so grateful that we get a chance to share in this and just express it. So everybody can hear this little piece and be like, oh yeah, okay, cool. Like I'm going to add to that magic. I'm powerful too. Yes. And like, what do we hold? What do we hold in our light? What do we hold in our precious love? Like, what is the highest thing that you hold? Because we had been told to be um, in scarcity, you know, mm -hmm. and like money was finite and, it, you know, we're not going to get it and like, we're going to lose it. Right. Like, cause we're being sold in the sensationalism culture. And so mm -hmm. if we're feeling lack, then we're going to, you know, or feeling fear or being emotionally manipulated, then we can be sold something. But when we stand up in our agency and we're like, no, we are powerful. We are light. Possibilities are limitless every day, right? When we open up in ways that we've never opened before, when we become vulnerable, when we do, when we drop into our shadow work, that's what magnetizes new experiences into our lives. But when we're, you know, held in these, these boxes of fear and emotional manipulation by power over, by top down, by, you know, money controlling our worlds, like last night, I've got to say those players, like they weren't thinking about money. They weren't like, they were focused. They had all of their healing light blasting at their friend, you know, the person that they love their teammate. Um, and everybody did, there was a, like the whole stadium hushed through this whole hour. And I just sat and I sat in my chair and literally blasted my light through him for him too. And, mm -hmm. um, so I just wanted to say how I, I, I was so stricken by, how powerfully we watched it unfold. And I want people to know, and, and like, it's like, I want them to feel the results that they saw and witnessed and they were a part of. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for bringing that forward in this talk. And I think that beautifully like rounds this energy of Pluto and Aquarius. It also touches into the similar themes that Saturn in Pisces is bringing, um, because yeah, they mama. have a lot let's of get, overlap. Let's get into Saturn and Pisces. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Go for it. 
Um, so that's where like this rise in our spiritual understanding really gets to take another step, a huge level up because we have seen, you know, religions and narratives, right. Tell us how to be, how to worship, how to cultivate this energetic. And again, it puts the energy outside of us and what we've just been speaking on and what this Saturn in Pisces is going to do is going to remind people that the, the magic is inside of you. Divinity lives within you and you get to touch into it and create from that space. And I love that it's creating a redefinition because Saturn again is our, our structures, our foundations, how time moves, things like that. And we've all seen that kind of crumbling. We had Saturn and Capricorn that was just eradicating all of that. And then we've now had Saturn and Aquarius that's like bringing kind of this new revolution and Saturn and Pisces aren't, they're not really collaborative energy on paper, you know, like it's very much that masculine structure meets like fluid femininity, but that again, like I, we've touched on it a few times. That's where this balance gets to come in. If that's the narrative that we choose. And so it's like, get real in the discomfort that could potentially show up and find your magic in those places. Cause that's where you get to create the change. That's where the magic happens. And you get to use Saturn to actually tap into the wisdom and connect into spiritual, watery, ultra cosmic, the last Zodiac Pisces, you know, like this is huge for our collective healing. And that's where, like, I kept hearing when you were even telling the story is we have this call to healing the collective, the traumas, the karmas, all of that with just being in our experience, not necessarily having to dig the shit up like we were before and look at it and understand all the nuances, right? It's just here. We choose into our spiritual experience and the healing is done. It gets to recode that structure completely. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, this is our spiritual reality, right? This is bringing form to what we know, (laughs) but it's bringing the physical, real 3d form to it. And I mean, let's just call it what it is. It's the beauty of a sacred masculine container with now our strong, fiery, fierce divine feminine. Right. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, remember the divine feminine is like going within it's the North node and Taurus listening, getting quiet, getting simple, hearing the messages so that you can move forward in power. You can move forward in leaps in quantum jumps, right? You don't have to take the long linear, tired, exhausting route anymore. And I just want to say, this is so important. The last time Saturn was in Pisces, the book that it really did change my life came out, which was the Celestine prophecy. Mm-hmm. It, when I, when I found it, I found it when I was 19, it was my first reference of like who I was the life force energy that I had been living in, like the divinity that I knew, but nothing around me resonated or acknowledged that right. Or confirmed it, but I yeah. knew it coming in as, you know, star seed that I did. It was like, when I read this book, I was like, I've been seen. I've been seen. Oh my God. I love this for you. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. And so I'm just so excited that, you know, last time Saturn was in Pisces, something like this came out in that time. So I can't even, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to try to imagine. I just can't I wait to experience what comes through, right? Because it's going to be the form of what we've been like feeling, right? Yes. And, yeah. and I think for a lot of people in order to make that full transformation into their beliefs, they need some of that form because they're still living so much in like the mind and, you know, the linear reality. So when they get that, like, oh, it's manifesting, like I've been doing the work. I don't know what I've like, I haven't seen anything come up, but I'm still doing it, but I don't know. Right. It's like this yeah. linear loop that we can go on. And then they start to feel the manifestations. This is why throughout my entire career, I have always taken people. I've like had them do small things. I'm like, do five minutes, three times a week. Cause then we don't get overwhelmed and you start to feel the results. When you start to feel the results, you crave the action and then you like get more of the results and then it becomes a, an intentional practice, right? So I feel like Saturn and Pisces is going to amp up the intentional practices because we're going to be like, damn, I didn't know that could happen. I'm going to do more of this. This is going to become my job. This is going to become my focus. And then, I mean, honestly, like money with Pluto and Aquarius, a lot of money dynamics are going to shift, which is amazing. The financial imbalance is going to shift and we're here for it, right? Because then as we lift and magnetize in higher frequencies, we're going to get the money in the conscious hands of people that redistribute it. That's what's important is that we get money in the hands of conscious people. And this, I feel like is going to be a major piece to that, handing it off to you now. Yes, I fully agree with that. Like the shifting of power that's coming with that. And of course that means the power behind our intention, the power behind our creation, the power behind our money, the, you know, like all of that and how it's going into soulpreneurship, right. Creating from this place of magic so that these foundations, these structures can be written like the, like these really prophetic books that then give a reality to people that are waiting to touch into it. And then from, you know, decades from now, it was like, holy, wow, that was the moment. Like this Saturn in Pisces was when all of these new structures got made to actually bring in our spiritual reality as our day-to-day, -day, as our the way that we create and live, like all the stories of Atlantis and how they lived and all of that, like this is our moment in humanity to create these changes where we're collaborate, collaborating with spirit in order to make this real for people, make it so tangible that of course I could do that. Of course, that's my new business. Of course, I help people through that. And that's bringing in money. That means, of course, I'm going to start a community where we're all growing food and teaching our children art and singing. And like, of course we do. Like what, what else would we do? This feels so good. And it puts the money in, it circulates it around. And I really think that there's a call to inner work with this, that we've obviously already been doing it, but it becomes again, just an embodied practice. That's 
not so much as a like, oh, that seems like a lot of work. You know, it's it's just part of our daily experience because it's going to be more talked about, you know, taught in schools, made available so that it's not so lofty. And like, I see mental health taking a huge shift. And obviously there are always polarities where some people will still kind of feel a little crazy for sure, but it's in those parts of crazy that you're finding new realities, you know, and that's where I feel like a lot of the weight off of, well, that's insane, you know, because it's been put in this box that's supposed to be make-believe and fantasy is going to get removed. It's going to start get getting lifted. And so karmics and guilt and shame won't feel so strong because we won't feel so secluded as like, oh, well, I'm just the star seed and I never fit in. Like I feel like the Saturn and Pisces gives more form to making it feel natural in that space. And I think that will strongly affect us going forward and how, again, we, our mental health and how we perceive our experience. And that is, I feel like invaluable on a scale, you know, like we can't put a a rate to that because we've seen so many people in our lifetimes kind of buckle under this stress and the fact that we get to again embody this this magic and this experience in spirituality being just our lives gives so much more room to us taking that deep breath of living yes yes i want to feel into that for a second mm 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 mm, mm. Well, and the thing is, as you were talking about before, when you were like, of course I can do that. Of course, like the messages that kept coming through for me is, well, yeah, that's our innate medicine. Like our innate medicine is going to keep coming out more and more, especially as, like I said, the readings I'm doing right now, people are like, you know, 50, 60, like, what do I want to do with my life? Like that, that's the energy coming up. I'm like, yes exactly. Like let's open up to that. And so as we drop into more of what that innate medicine is and we get out of this, um, scarcity, you know, this lack or this limitation, we get in alignment with our truth and our truth becomes how we live. Then we actually have major changes in the mental health because when we're living out of alignment, we're feeling a constant push pull. We're feeling a constant imbalance within our soul because we're having to go do this life in order to survive. Yet there's something tapping on our soul. That's very unsatisfied doing that. And so the more that we all continue to talk about this, live it right. As it like, share it as it unfolds in our life, that becomes the frequency and the narrative around us. More people can tap in. It's like, as that belief system shifts and as it ripples out, the more people are like, oh shit, I can do that too, because they feel the strength in what you feel, right? They feel the strength. And like, there's no doubt when you are like, yeah, of course I can do this. Of course there's new possibilities every day. Of course I could get a phone call or network with somebody or meet somebody at the grocery store and strike up a conversation because I'm coming from my authentic truth. And that could lead me to, you know, the business that I've always wanted to create. So I'm seeing all these people when they're like, I just can't take it in this system anymore. And the more that they keep 
like I, I see this this vision of like parachutes they're like jumping out of the <laughs> system and believing in themselves <laughs> and creating there's still a demand for whatever they were doing it doesn't mean we have to get it from the system anymore we can get it from independent creators independent soulpreneurs right and so I'm just I feel like Saturn and Pisces is a big piece to this as well but let's also just quickly look at the fact that Saturn is following Uranus, Neptune, and Jupiter that have all went through Pisces. So we've mm -hmm. been having this big like churning and movement in our spirituality and Saturn's like the caboose coming in and, and is like, all right, let's, let's shore this up. Let's make some form yeah. to it. Let's create it new. Cause it's never been created this way before. Like, how do we do it now? And then also this kicks off like a dance that Saturn is doing with Neptune for like the next six years to touch into that part as well. So like having this moment of, of magic and consciousness come up within us, we have seen these major planets going through and bringing us our, our dream life into reality. Right. And like this idea that we can actually touch that and you know, there's been, so the disillusions have been breaking, like all of that has come up to where it's like, oh, well, that's a lie that I've been told and fed. And that's BS that's on the news. And like, we're seeing it left and right. And we have been, because again, all of these, especially Uranus and Neptune, like being in there and then like Jupiter expanding this spiritual and it kind of like, you know, it expands anything you put in front of it. Right. So it is really brought these highlights to where some people have gone like so spiritual. They just want to go sit on a mountain and then they disconnect from reality. Right. And that's where Saturn now going in and like tailing up, this is bringing that structure. And we're like, no, okay. Like you can be a Yogi, but we can just sit right here and live in experience. So people can like learn by example, because everybody now is magnetized to it. And like, I, like, I, I see the vision of everybody literally like getting all big eyed and being like, what is this? <laughs> it's so shiny and pretty. And I mean, light is shiny and pretty, right? Right. And it's, I, I see that, that twinkle in people's eyes. And I love that it's reorganizing our timelines. I don't really love using that word. I've said, I'm going to try to create a new one. I haven't figured out what it is yet though. Um, and you even touched on it, like, which I have clients that are the same, like, you know, middle age and they're like, I'm throwing all it all away and I'm redoing everything. And the fact that before 10 years ago, 20 years ago, people were like, oh, I'm too old for that. Yeah. That I don't hear that anymore. Not I in know. that same way. And I love that that concept has been broken. And I feel like it that's big in Pisces because we can reach for more. We can go to the depths, but then the Saturn energy on top of it, again, it's reorganizing what that concept was of time for the collective. And now it's making anything possible. Like again, this limitless, boundless, expansive of what do I want to do? How do I want to feel? What do I want to co-create in this moment and jumping in? And the fact that it also, it, it, changes on March 7th. So again, another seven, just if the universe was like, do you need another clue? Do you want another <laughs> sign? Cause like, here's your sign. Um, and I just, I have to laugh at certain moments like that. Cause I'm like, you're cute. Touche. I like <laughs> <laughs> Neptune and Saturn are, yeah, they're going into Aries together Yes, after Pisces, right? Yes. 
That's yep. huge. So that's yep. taking like Neptune is the spirit world, right? And Saturn is the 3D and it's literally taking them both into Aries, which is the pioneer. It's yes. like the passion, it's the independence, it's the like self-expression. It's like, how are you going to, and this is where we're going in the nodal access, which is the last thing that we want to talk about. But it's like, you know, I'm well-versed in that Aries energy. It's like, yes, you are queen. <laughs> Bring it, my Aries sister. Tell us all about it. <laughs> I mean, it's without the filter, right? And that's yeah. really after going into our Taurus energy of like, okay, wait, it's almost like Taurus had us bring it in. Cause right. Mm -hmm. Taurus is like me and mine Scorpios us and ours, right? Those are those yeah. polarities. So it's like, wait, how do I create this life? This is, this is my magic here, right? I've been giving it away for so long. And now I'm starting to realize that when I get quiet and I connect with nature and I feel life force energy, something new moves through me. Like what, what's going on here? Right? So we're really building that deep foundation of who we are cosmically and like life energy wise through nature, through the cosmos, through just energy that we are energy and we, you know, communicate with everything around us all the time. So we're getting really comfortable in that innate navigation guidance system with Taurus, feeling into our senses, getting out of the constant barrage of the thinking mind. And then we move into Aries, which is like, okay, now what you going to do with it, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> how are you going to like plow forward? How are you going to like don't you don't nothing stops you like you go forward with those ideas and those inspirations and you go forward with passion and fire in your soul so um i've just i just touched on it a little but i'm gonna hand it over to you as we change in july the nodal access but also the eclipses there's four eclipses and they're all in different signs this year which is yeah. pretty wild right so wild. i know you've got things to say I do. I do. So to touch on the nodal shift that, because you perfectly put Aries energy, which of course, like you embody so much beautiful Aries fire. I love that about you. And there is this sense of, of do it's, it's time to apply all these things, right? Like all this energy, all these thoughts, every, everything that we've been cultivating. Okay, great. You not now go do something with it. And this North node is our destiny point for the collective coming up from until January of 2025, right? When it shifts and we're bringing this new sense of collective independence, as you said, and like manifesting our desires. What is happening here? Not the person you work for, not your family member, which again, we're just in the space of like, I want to co-create, but what do I want? What lights me up? And like, putting that action into masculine energy, which I want to touch on just for a second. I'm getting messages is like, we're embodying the new divinity of what masculinity gets to look like. And it's not masculinity in a man because we all have both. Right. And so just being in that feminine reset mode means we don't get anything done. Like I, this year went strongly into my feminine to like regain my energy and find my passion. But then if I don't shift back into masculine energy, nothing's going to happen. And like, I really see the collective doing that. And even men that showing up in this masculine energy that has kind of been 
demonized, right? And finding a really beautiful balance for that because uh, if North Node is Aries, that means the South Node is Libra, which is a much softer, beautiful energy. But it also is one of self-sacrificing and we're stepping out of that. The South Node is showing like the energy we don't want to get stuck in and where that's like descending energy and things we don't want to like fall into. And that North node is where we're reaching and expanding forward. And so we're releasing our lack of self-trust in like our experience. And we're going towards that sovereign expression of this is who I am. I don't care if anybody likes it or not, because look at how amazing I am, you know, like lighting that fire up and having that independence rather than just doing the social norm. Like that's where we're, again, we're bringing in these polarities within the nodes and some partnerships are going to need to end. Some things are going to have to lay to rest when we're looking at Libra. Like it's the scales. We're balancing where are the things that are beautiful and where can I accept that there's beauty in the fact that I get to let go and now create from that new space because Aries wants to move fast. And if you got a bunch of luggage, you're not going anywhere and it's going to leave it behind. You know, like that's, it's time to go get on the plane. We like, we're moving. I just traveled to Egypt with an Aries as well. And she's also a spitfire and it's really <laughs> fun to have these. I love Aries women to be fair. Um, <laughs> and it's just such a magnetic energy that I feel like the whole collective is now going to feel into with these nodes. And it's so yummy. I wanted to just point something out real quick that came through as you were um, talking about the polarity between the two and how, you know, how are we sacrificing, right? Libra energy is like, it's a lot of overextending. We're wanting to keep the balance. We want to keep the harmony. So then we end up sacrificing ourselves. So I think that's a huge energy that we are, like you said, like we're releasing that baggage no more. And I kind of feel like this pulls us a little bit back to the Pluto and Aquarius, because I do feel like there's going to be a major transformation in social media. Like, I feel like yeah. I, and I'm a part of this, right? I have an online business. So there were some of us that were just holding on and we were doing it because it was like, we still had that like programming within us that like, oh no, we have to keep posting. Cause you know, in business, you, you got to keep posting in order to get your message out, right. To keep, but I think we're going to have a level of trust where we're no longer giving our power away in any relationship. And I think that social media comes in because I'm feeling this tipping where, you know, there are certain platforms that are coming up and I know rumbles, one of them and locals. I don't know. There's a couple that I've seen around, um, that are really coming up in the place of full agency, full, like hu they're very human oriented. Right. right? Yes. And they, they care very much. There's a deep level of caring within those platforms to whatever extent they can, when there's, you know, still monetization and hopefully we're creating a more of a balance there. So I feel like people are going to drop into that trust rather than stay in that, um, that, that perceived need of what social media can do. Does that make sense yeah. where I'm going? Yeah. With that? It's like being a slave to the algorithm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's just, I mean, it's shown up for all of us as content creators and entrepreneurs on any level is that like, we don't really have control over that situation when it comes to social media as we see it right now. And 
that's where a big shift in this and new platforms that are getting released and new ones that are going to get made that haven't been yet, because I know they're coming, you know, are going to put more of that power in the trust and individuality of just like, this is my, my worth. Like, and it just gets to speak for itself because you're not battling again, this algorithm or a hamster wheel of sorts that you have to play a game with in order to speak your truth. And I'm so excited for that. Cause I feel the same way about what we have currently. I'm like, this is just not really it for me. <laughs> Well, our cells can feel the frequency. And I feel like the light, the more light that gets created in our cells and let's be real, it keeps, it keeps happening every time we do the excavation, right? (laughs) The more light that's created, the more we get that truth. And And when it, we're moving more, we're following the feeling that is happening after this retrograde, we're following the feeling. We're not following the supposed to, we're not following the sacrifice. We're being in our soul care, which is our nervous system care. I feel like if there's anything that we do, like as soon as your nervous system sends you a message that it's out of balance, you pivot, you yes. change, you Thank make you. you, yeah, you go and really marinate on that for a second. <laughs> <laughs> right. You, you activate your skills. And I love that you said, um, something about confidence because Aries is all about confidence, yes. Yes, right? Like they really believe in themselves. They don't need anybody else to believe in them, to believe in themselves. And I feel like that's really, because Taurus is pretty um, stubborn for lack of a a different word. I'm just going to use that. They can be pretty stubborn, right? It's a fixed energy and fixed energy can kind of dig their heels in. And sometimes that fixed energy fixers. Yeah. Especially fixers. Right. And then they have to wait for like the major Saturn or Pluto thing that happens to get them to move. Right. And so I feel like the Aries energy, because it's cardinal and it really moves forward and it initiates, that's going to take so much of that good, solid, like connection with our senses and nature and our true nature, life force energy, and like initiate with it, move forward with it. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And that's, a really beautiful turning of the wheel for us. I feel like consciousness is completely like we're, we're ready for that, for this accelerated expansion in, in our truth and in our creation. And I really look to this and just, I'm in awe and in gratitude that we get to be here for this time because there's a certain level, obviously, like we're feeling and we're, we're conveying. And I know other people watching this are feeling it in their own way, yet what that actually is going to look like is going to be so beautiful and still a surprise, which I love being surprised. So I think it's, you know, like, that's great. Bring it on. Um, I know what I'm manifesting. And then the fact that the magic gets to come in and support that is going to be just a beautiful journey that's going to unfold in front of us. And as you, you mentioned with like the eclipses that are showing up as well, the first eclipse is going to be in Aries that we have. And so like that energy is kicking off a brand new beginning. It's, I mean, can we touch in on that? Is, are we ready? Yeah. Okay. The, the, we have a new moon solar eclipse in Aries on April 19th. And this is like, bam, new beginning. Let's kick off. And it kind of all opens that Aries trajectory within the nodal shift that's coming after that as well. I feel like, and this is devoting to ourself and putting 
our self-mastery and that healing and expansion or journey, if you've done the healing, like wherever you're at in that is really getting all of that extra fire of Aries and that passion that's going in with the sun, Aries in the sun, like we are going to get lit up and that is going to carry through that entire nodal energy until 2025. Um, so like, I recommend to people, you know, I invite you to write things down, see what's coming in there, like take a journal, write, you know, a post, whatever it is that helps you kind of catalog what's coming through at that mid April point, because you'll watch that theme, then kick off with the nodal shift and then show up for that entirety. Um, and it's, it's really nice to just kind of give some retrospection into those moments as divinities, like pointing you in a certain direction and you get to, again, like work with it. Cause you can see how it's affecting your current physical life. Um, yeah, like spiritual practices, I feel like again, are just becoming much more wildly wanted, accelerated and amplified within our lives and unique. Like yes. they really are. People are finding what works for them. It's no more like, okay, everybody goes to yoga class for an hour. You know what I mean? It's oh, no absolutely. more of that mass consciousness of what is deemed as, yeah. you know, the spiritual connection. People I have are to really sit and meditate in like easy pose. No, you don't. I meditate right. and walk. I meditate and stand. Yeah. I med- like, you know, yeah. and finding that movement, that embodied practice for you can look however you want. So, you know, like our invitation right now is ba- break the concept of whatever they thought that looked like and what feels good and makes you feel like more of yourself. You know, that's embodying your higher self, right? That we talk about. So just do that thing that gives you that much joy. And again, like if you're on that trajectory and you can use this solar energy and all that fire from Aries, to just ignite that and, and take that confidence in yourself that it doesn't have to look like anybody else's path. It just has to feel good to me and run with it. Absolutely. And I just want to point out about that. The first Aries eclipse is that it's, um, squaring Chiron in Aquarius. Yes, so yes. I feel like we're, we're going, we're hit, starting with a bang, right? Cause Aries is already like so much fire and like, wow, energy. And then we're going to be squaring Chiron as it has just moved into uh, not Chiron, sorry, Pluto, as it has just moved into Aquarius. So that's going to be, yes, that'll be, that, fun. That'll be fun. <laughs> I feel like the eclipses like start like a thousand and then they kind of get a little bit easier and easier as we go through the year of eclipses. That's how I yeah. felt into I mean, energy. that last one is going to be interesting too. The two in the middle, I think are going to be a little softer. You feel like the Taurus one is going to be. The Taurus, it, the, so the nodes are going to square Pluto retrograde and Capricorn. Okay. Yeah. So there's a. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the last Taurus Scorpio eclipse because we've been having all of them, right? We had multiple this year. And so like, it's going to bring this really big purge to relationships, our money, our business, you know, like all those tourists, again, like we talked about earth signs and, but it, it's such a blessing that I think it's going to potentially be intense if, you know, people have been resistant to certain parts of that for their journey, but it's going to birth so much room for new expansive aligned freedom where is this actually in alignment? So like, guess this isn't until October 28th, you know, but there is going to be this beautiful 
opportunity, I feel like, but like square Pluto squaring the nodes is intense, you know, like it, it's going to be a lot, but it's all a perspective on what that intensity is going to be and look like for your personal journey. Intensity gets to be a gift if that's how you choose it to be. And again, so like just creating that room so that Taurus can be like, okay, fine. What are we doing here? What do I now want to put in this space? Um, yeah. And I think that's really it. Yeah. It feels, it feels to me like that, um, lunar Taurus eclipse is really about values and Mm -hmm. about money changes. Like it feels like the money relationships are gonna go away. <laughs> like, it feels like there's going to be a lot more of like those. And I, I, maybe this, I don't know, we'll see how it, how it unfolds, but maybe it's going to be more of those solo businesses, right? Those yeah. independent businesses where it's not so much of like somebody else is paying me to do this job, but like, I'm coming at it from my truth and my medicine and, you know, Aries starting us out could really give us those, those ideas, those initiations, like how we move forward and pioneer new ways. And then maybe by the time we get to Taurus is where our values are like, no, I, this really is something I can do. Like, I know I can do this. I have the light in me. I have the strength. I have the power. I don't need this person. I don't need to depend on this person. Right. Like I can do it the same or better or different or whatever. Right. So it kind of feels to me like we've already done a lot of that personal, like feeling into the senses, getting into our nature. And this feels more like there's some change in like the way that we operate in those senses with value and money. I don't know. And I, I I really, I feel like I affirm what you're saying and it feels really good. And the fact that the nodes will be shifted by then. So that North node is going to be in Aries, which is also going to support everything you just said. Um, so that we can really take that power back and create our abundance stream from what we're doing. You know, we're, we're, we're making money from these practices and sharing our gifts, creating the communities and doing what lights us up period. End of story. Like we've been tiptoeing in all of this for the past couple of years. I feel like we've been in kind of this period since 2020, right. Of like understanding and shifting through that this year is our moment. And like that Aries energy is really going to light this up because we're grounding it in, in a new way. Um, and that's why this retrograde with Pluto and Capricorn for this, this specific moment is going to help with that structure even. And then we're going to have more of that Aquarian energy. So again, I feel like it's completely set up for success in creating from our own individual expression. So thank you for sharing that. That was beautiful. Thanks for adding to it. That was perfect. <laughs> that really completed it. Thank you. <laughs> we do so good together. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, do you want to, I, I feel pretty good. Like, do you feel like there's more to share about the eclipses? Like the Scorpio eclipse? I kind of feel like that one, the lunar eclipse. Um, I don't have the dates here. Is it like May 5th or something? May, May 5th. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's kind of after the Aries, it's coming in for us to dig deeper and be like, what am I hiding from myself about myself? Like, that's Mm, what the energy feels like to me. How about you? 
my um my notes say depths illuminated so like literally it, it's kind of like that in different words um because it's really bringing that up and shining the light you know as Scorpio does to that inner depth and it's also going to be with Venus which is going to be in Gemini sextiling Jupiter and Aries and like that's going to really bring up a lot of that heart stuff and that expansion that's going to go with it. We're going to feel it because it's a lunar eclipse, right? So we're really going inward to cultivate that magic of the energy with how our hearts want to birth this experience for us. You know, we're living from our heart center that that divinity that is the unconditional love. And so we're really going to feel into how that's all working inside of us in a new way. Um, yeah, I think that's really it for that one. And then like the new moon solar eclipse in Libra is October 14th. Um, and I really see that one activating the, that South node Libra energy and really like seeing ourselves for the truth that we are. I feel like this is going to help light up, use solar energy then for shining that awareness for our truest selves, our soul frequency. And that I think it's to help release other people's perceptions that we talk to and claiming the beauty of our individual expression and just being in that shifting energy. Cause it's going to be right after the, you know, like the nodals change the clips after the nodes change. Right. And so that's always highlighted and really just coming into power with ourselves. So where we can balance like the beauty within our self-expression. Yeah. And what's coming through on that is I just keep thinking like how the vision I'm getting is we're no longer seeing ourselves through others' eyes. Yes, absolutely. Great. I love Mm. that. I love all of this. I always do. It's always so fun getting together with you. Oh my gosh. It's so fun. I feel really, I feel like we covered some fucking great. Oh, <laughs> wearing it up right here. <laughs> I feel like we covered some great energies and it feels like, of course, there's going to be intensity. We've talked about this. And mm-hmm. also what do we want to create? Because honestly, the best parts of what we're experiencing are coming because of the intensity, because of the shadow, because we finally opened up, right? We like cracked ourselves open and said, no, we're going to feel this. We're going to be vulnerable. We're going to like share this part of our journey with ourselves and others in order to find, to fly into higher lights, right? To, to reach so much further on the other side. And so it really is a year of like limitless possibilities. Like, what do you want to create? And I'm just going to stay with my theme. I really am. Cause since it came in right before it was like the energy and it was the fruits. What are the fruits of your light labor? Mm, I affirm. <laughs> are there any, any final themes or thoughts you want to share? I, I feel like this is a call for us to just live boldly, Mm. understand your life here is a gift. And like, that's why they call it presence. Right. Um, (laughs) and we really get to cultivate and live 
in the miracle, in the magic every single day. And all of the energetics that come through are going to have, just as you said, polarities and opposite sides. But if we're calling in who we are to our core, it puts all the magic right here in our fingertips. And so if we just act boldly and live in grace and love, the rest will just happen around us. And we get to flow within this cosmic thread that we're co-creating with each other. And it's a beautiful moment of a trust fall within our own sovereign expression. And knowing that you're always safe within here, like you got your own back. And then all of these other people, we are all collaborating this together. So we get to hold each other for that added strength. And I am just filled with so much great gratitude and love for really putting in this time so that we can have these conversations with each other and expand our remembrance. You know, if, if we feel into generations and generations from this time, like they're going to be living from the energies that we are birthing right Mm now. And I don't take it lightly that we are the gatekeepers. We are opening the beautiful golden gates to this age that's coming. And I oftentimes tap in and feel into, you know, the next inner iterations of me coming in. And it's Mm -hmm. really beautiful. It's really beautiful. What we are opening the rest of life up to right now through our actions, our energies, through our inactions, through our quiet, through our rest, through our soul care, through our nervous system attunement. Like this is changing the game. This is changing life. This is changing cells. It's changing DNA. It's changing you know, spiral timelines of generations. And it's, yeah, it's not something that's, that's to be taken lightly yet. We get to live in ease from this. So, mm. so ah, 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 ah. Uh, Kelsey, tell her, I know you are rebirthing some big things. So tell everybody how they can work with you and how they can connect Absolutely. with your energy. Um, my business is called the golden rose codes. Um, so you can find me at thegoldenrosecodes.com or on Instagram also at the golden rose codes. And I do have really exciting, big new things coming. Um, I'm working on a container for the astrology to be held and supported in what's coming through in an embodied practice way. And so I'm really excited for that. Um, I'll have information that I'm sharing on that soon. And really the, just listening to those threads as I share new content and bring out, like I have an email list that you can get onto, it has like free updates and all the magic that's coming in that way as well. Uh, and you can find that all on my website. So I am so excited to deliver these new codes and all magic that is literally birthing through my vessel. And I just want to share and be in this experience together. So thank you so much for opening your container to share with me and give us both a voice in all of this wonderful space to just be in balance and art and beauty together and creation 
I was just feeling into that and how wonderful it is, you know, cause I've been following your travels and your journey. And it's like, every time any of us has a new experience, has a new up-leveling, we get to come back and we get to emanate that out with whoever's, you know, magnetizing to our frequency yeah. or our medicine. And every time it grows, every time it up-levels, every time it elevates. And I just, it's just, it's really beautiful when we look at life that way, that every journey you take actually becomes so much more for everyone that you touch in your life as well. So Yay. <laughs> All right. We always have a hard time getting off the call. So <laughs> and, we, and Mercury and retrograde really, um, really played with us tonight. It did, but we did it. We, we lit a candle. It. We held the magic. This is manifestation in its finest. We said, I'm doing this. <laughs> yeah, we did. We declared it. Cause I was like, I was like, I'm just going to keep breathing. We're going to do this. And we came, we showed up and any of you who are still here live, I hope that you had so much fun with us. I hope you felt wildly supported and I hope you feel the excitement of what is like literally at our fingertips, right? That's coming through in yes. 2023 as we all continue this raw and wild ride together. So thank you so much. Yay. I love you all. Kels, you know, I love you deep and y'all until next time, don't forget to keep looking up. <laughs> Bye. And with that, let's normalize the struggles, celebrate the quirks, and lean into the light. From myself and Beezus the Brave, happy Wild Heart Revolution, friends. <laughs>